Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today we're going to be discussing a topic close to both of our hearts, morning anxiety. And we know how common this is for so many people struggling with anxiety that in the morning it can be pretty terrible experience. And I think it's a great topic for us to to cover and to provide as much support as we possibly can for our listeners. Absolutely. It's a horrible, horrible way to start your day. And I'm happy to share anything that can help people start feeling more upbeat and positive. I know that what I used to feel was very overwhelmed, very mentally overwhelmed. That was the biggest thing for me. And, um, and then the insomnia from, you know, what happened the night before, the dread of the next day of what was going to transpire and making things much bigger than they were, which leads to then being overtired, etc. But I know that there are some other symptoms as well that you and I've talked about before. And what else happens to our bodies? A whole variety of symptoms, and it's good to know them just in case you think there's something really physiologically terrible going on. Morning anxiety is terrible enough, but it's important to say if you are concerned about any symptoms, then speak to your doctor and get things checked out. But common symptoms that can go with anxiety in the morning are nausea, rapid heartbeat, feeling faint or lightheaded, obviously strong sense of anxiety or like a sense of dread that just settles over you as you wake up tight chest, shortness of breath, feeling drained and fatigued even though you're just coming out of your bed, feeling confused, mentally overwhelmed and insomnia where dreading tomorrow affects your sleep the night before. That's a lot to consider. I can relate to a lot of these symptoms in my prior life experience. Thankfully not so much now. But back in the day when I had to get up really early and to the the alarm clock and the whirling about to get ready and out the door and then on my way and all of the things that so many people still do today to get to their job. And when you add not enjoying your job any longer to the end of that litany of items, uh, it becomes even even more of a powder keg. Yeah. So just talking to you about it brings up some of that old stuff that, um, that I used to experience and, and I'm so grateful no longer exists. Yeah. I also used to suffer with morning anxiety. It started when I was quite young. I would think about maybe 16 years old and I was just a very unhappy teen. I felt very unsettled and antsy. I was suffering with general anxiety at the time anyway. And there came a time when I would just wake up in the morning and just feel a sense of awful, like impending doom, just a sense of dread. And I would get up out of bed and throw up every morning. That's awful. Yeah, it was not a good time of my life. And I don't think anyone really knew why it was happening. It was there haunting my morning every day. That was Mm. how I started my day. And from that, not having the skills I'm so grateful that I have now, I was not managing myself in a... Well, I was not able to manage myself in a healthy or supportive way. It really does make so much of a difference when you do have the tools and support and 
as a young teen, how often do we really have that support and, and understanding? And so I'm grateful that, that we do the sharing that we do and that there are lots of people out in the world now and that we have the internet and we have all of these options to bring us closer to the solution and of how we can become more comfortable and, and better understand what's happening. My anxiety around the mornings was really more professional life driven mm -hmm. um, to the point where I learned all kinds of tricks because I had talked myself into not being a morning person. And the not morning person didn't want to do all of the things that needed to be done at 5.30 or 6 a.m. And so I would lay my clothes out at night and I would have my briefcase and all of my items set out and I would do everything I possibly could to prepare for the next day. And even with that being said, I would still make myself a little bit crazy before big presentations or meetings because the insomnia would kick in because of the dread of getting up. And then that cycle continues. Yeah. And occasionally it'll, it'll still happen if I'm going on a trip and I need to get up really early and get to the airport and it's still there. It's just not there on a daily basis anymore. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do to balance out those feelings of anxiety and discomfort. But I think it begins by starting with the understanding that you're not alone, that this happens to a lot of people, and that each of us cope with it the best way we can. And, and we have some ideas that will help us and help our listeners move through this more gracefully than, than ever before. Definitely. It's important to understand that you're not alone. And it's also important to understand that Occasional experiences of this is normal if you're taking a trip and you're anticipating traveling and getting it together for that and it's not something you're doing regularly, then it's normal for that to affect our nervous system or just peak our awareness of what we've got to do the next day. That's okay. When it becomes a problem is when it's a, something that we're having to face every morning. And uh, that's extremely debilitating and exhausting experience. What are some of the causes of morning anxiety? I think the primary cause is an unhappy nervous system, a stressed out mind, when we've got things either rumbling in the background, which are just slightly beneath our level of awareness, or where we are genuinely aware that we're not happy with the expectations in our life, with what we've got to face during the day ahead. And we go to sleep with that on our mind, and when we wake up, it hits us. There's a big transition that happens in the body when we go from a sleeping to a waking state. So the more gently we can do that, the less we will experience anxiety. And it's something we can talk about when we get to solutions in a minute. When we have stress in our body, we have these stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, circling around our system. And when we wake up, they peak slightly. And... When we wake up and they peak and we think, oh no, about our day ahead, then they kind of key into each other and they begin mm. to spiral and increase each other. So that's one cause. For some people, something worth checking, low blood sugar, that can make the mind wake up a little bit hungry, a little bit stressed out, and that can provoke an adrenaline reaction in us. Drinking alcohol the night before can spark anxiety during the night or during waking, sometimes People take alcohol to relax. That was definitely, regrettably, my 
medication of choice. As a child, I was introduced to alcohol quite young, where people would introduce a glass of wine with dinner to teach you to drink healthily. But I'm sorry to say that by the time I was 16, I had alcohol in my bedside cabinet, and the only way I would sleep at night was to drink something. And it doesn't do any good because it will spark anxiety in the night or the next morning. It doesn't help at all. This is interesting because I've noticed before, if I've had too much to drink, I will wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes my heart racing, and with absolutely zero ability to get back to sleep. Yeah. And so that is tied right back to the alcohol. It can be. I know of several people who've had that experience, waking up at night feeling panicky, claustrophobic, with a racing heart, and they found out that that was provoked by alcohol. They noticed in the evenings when they didn't drink, it wasn't happening. And in the evenings when they did, it was. Interesting. I wondered about that. Thank you for sharing. That's a good thing for us to know that alcohol can be a factor. That wasn't anything that I really knew. It was it was an experience that I could draw back to and be like, wow, that's strange. Yeah. I would think that you would just, that you would have a better night's sleep, I guess, if you're medicating before bed. Yeah, it's the underlying effect of what the system has to then process with that. And of course, stimulants like caffeine, we're repeatedly told in the health press that they don't just have a short-term effect. They can affect us hours after we've drunk something with caffeine. Uh So, you know, something else to be aware of is that if your nervous system's feeling sensitive and you're feeling a bit strung out, then anything that increases that can have a long-term effect and cause us to wake up not feeling at all well. And then that feeds into the anticipatory anxiety and negative self-talk because then that inner critic pops up. Why did you do that? You know better. Don't have that caffeine after 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon or you know that alcohol keeps you awake or wakes you up. You know, all of those things that pop in. Yeah, we can give ourselves a really hard time. And also the other form of anticipatory anxiety is where we're not able to begin our day relaxed. And so we're already in a sense of overwhelm. And then when we realize all the things we've got to do, they become bigger and they feel more oppressive than they might otherwise feel if we were in a place where we felt calm and resourceful. Right. Well, let's talk about what helps for all of these symptoms that pop up for us. The first thing is becoming aware of what is triggering the issue, really Look out for yourself over a week or two. Maybe keep a journal and see what might be affecting you. So look out for caffeine. If you have a bad morning, look back to what happened the night before. Look out for other things like, are you impacted by negative media, news, or dramatic television? I personally don't watch anything that's dramatic or distressing, even in the form of entertainment, because... I know that in the night it niggles at my mind, so I just don't put that stuff in my head. That's made a big difference to me. I think that's a really good point, and being a big fan of science fiction, (laughs) I realize that often my dreams are reflecting some of the entertainment that I am on occasion devouring, and that as much as I enjoy it, that it may or may not be the right choice for me, especially if I've got something really important coming up because it really can play into your subconscious, no question about it. It does. The impressions that we take in through our senses, that's what our mind plays on. So really important to feed your mind gently 
and well. We we talk a lot about nutrition for the body and taking care of the body with what goes into it. But uh. Ayurveda teaches that the mind is an incredibly sensitive organ and it responds very dramatically, very sensitively to what we feed it. So we have to look after it, have to be a little bit careful. We're very careful to not expose our children to violence. Yeah. And so then why wouldn't we be careful to not expose ourselves to violence? <laughs> if it's something that can harm them, affect their sleep or whatever, that's really a good point to make. I'm not sure how many people really think about that. Yeah, it's a funny thing. We're protective of young people's minds, but we don't take such good care of our mind. And we really should. We should be leading by example to our children of being careful what we let in our heads. I know as a child I saw several things on television that I should not have seen, that I was not old enough to process healthily, and most of them I can see them like a movie in my head now because mm. they were things that to me at that age were disturbing. I also have a friend who has a phobia of sharks, and we can't think of any other reason than that's because she saw Jaws when she was nine years old. I think that movie caused a lot of shark anxiety. It did. Um, I remember wanting to see it and my mother not allowing me to see it. And then somehow or another, I saw it. I don't remember if, if I went with friends or how, however, and I can still see a couple of scenes in that movie that are yeah. still with me and, and the music. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. And what a perfect example of how that kind of, you know, and nothing against the, the creator of that movie or anything, but that stuff does stay with you, and to be mindful of that is, is important. Yeah, we don't have to be critical of a chef who cooks a meal that we don't like, but we don't have to eat it either. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah, entertainment comes in many different flavors, and personally I don't gel with the dramatic stuff, disaster movies. Or dramas where people's kids have been kidnapped, that kind of thing as a mother. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. So I won't do it, and I'm very careful about what I let in my mind, and it's made a huge difference to me. Uh, interesting. The other thing that helped me in the morning that I think is a good thing to bring up is allowing yourself to wake up gently. Mm. Uh, I have not had an alarm clock in years. It's been probably more than five years. If I need to get up really early, I have the alarm on my phone, on my cell phone, and it is really gentle chimes nothing that's going to jolt me out of bed. I mean, what a horrible way to attack yourself in the morning. <laughs> it is an attack. To, to have that jolt. And then what does that do? That leads to the other things that we know aren't good for our bodies and minds. And that's to you know, sit up suddenly and shoot out of bed and yeah. all of that stuff. And that's not how we're meant to wake up. Not at all. It's incredibly unhealthy. And that in and of itself is enough to cause an adrenaline spike that even if there's a little rumble in the background, they will key into each other and have a field day in your nervous system. Before you're mm. even out of bed, you're suffering. It's really awful. I also don't use an alarm to wake up. I usually go to bed early and wake early, naturally. If I've gone to bed a bit later, if I'm teaching the night before and I've had a late night and I just want to make sure I'm up and about in time for what I need to be doing, then I also have a very gentle alarm clock. I found an app that I run on my iPad, which is just Tibetan bowls, which chime in very gradually over five or ten minutes. They just gradually start getting a little bit louder, a little bit louder. And that's a very uh. gentle way to wake up. 
a while back we talked about uh, a simple technique for waking without adrenaline, and I would love it if you would share that with our listeners because I thought that that was a really great way to gently wake up. Yeah, it's a nice thing that I've used many times. Just when you wake up, not to sit up suddenly and feel that you've got to jump out of bed and start doing things immediately. Just give yourself a couple of minutes to come to and let your eyes open and just put your left hand over your heart and your right hand over your belly button and just lay there and take a few slow, deep breaths and just feel your hands rise and fall with your breath. Feel their warmth over the areas where they're contacting your body and use that as an exercise in self-awareness. Be gentle with yourself and allow yourself a couple of minutes for a gentle transition into being fully awake. Mm. It's a really nice contrast from the beeping, buzzing, freaking alarm clock (laughs) flying out of bed, isn't it? It's the complete opposite experience. It really is a nice way to, to connect and begin the day. And, you know, I use that technique to fall asleep as well. Hand over my heart and over my belly and nice deep breaths to just really sink in and and relax at night as well. It's important. Those two times, they're transition times when we go into sleep and when we come out of sleep. And it's important to learn to do them gently. Then, of course, our sleep is of a better quality as well. There's an amazing gentleman called Chun-Yi Lin. He teaches spring forest qigong. He's an incredibly compassionate, wonderful man. And I learned from him, not personally, from a, a book that he wrote about there being a thread of awareness without dreaming and waking states. And he teaches that when we wake gently, we have some recollection of what we've been processing in the night. And when we go to sleep gently, our previous night's dreams come to us and we have a recollection of those. And there's kind of a thread of awareness of sorting out that happens in our sleep. And when we go to sleep gently and wake up gently, we don't break that thread. We allow that subconscious processing to continue healthily. Mm, That sounds nice. And so really it comes back to being gentle with ourselves, Mm -hmm. gentle with our transition from morning to up and at them (laughs) and and gentle with the transition before we go off to sleep. This idea of gentle transition along with a lot of the tools that we've created can help our listeners start their day more relaxed. I'm immediately thinking of the quick anxiety stopper for sure, but also the breathing exercises that we've shared. Definitely. If you're waking up with something specific that's bothering you, then just sit for a minute or two and and run through the points of the quick anxiety stopper just to diffuse whatever it is that's eating at your mind when you're waking up. Sometimes there is something specific that we have to face that we don't feel comfortable about. And it could be any one of a number of things, but whatever it is, allow yourself to know it and acknowledge it and accept that these anxieties happen to all of us. It's part of life. Be gentle with yourself and just sit and tap the points through of the quick anxiety stopper. And you can take the intensity of those feelings down very quickly. Mm. I think it's also really important that you have support in place and whether it's uplifting music uh, affirmations. I do a lot of work with affirmations. And then, of course, your friends and loved ones that support you. Anything that can help you feel more positive and supported to know that you've got those things lined up, to know what you need, to care That's for right. yourself in a way as if you were going to care for someone else that you loved. How would you care for them? What would you help them see that could be useful 
and supportive and turn that back around and allow yourself that same comfort. That's an excellent point to take a step back and have a look at yourself with kindness and see what do you need and what can you set in place to help yourself. And it's surprising what a difference a few simple adjustments can make. What else would you like to talk about in regards to morning anxiety? Do you want to get a little bit deeper into the caffeine issue? I know that that's big for a lot of people. For many years, I haven't taken caffeine. It doesn't agree with me, and I've had to look at alternatives. But I was pretty addicted to the stuff, as many of us are. It's very much part of our culture and part of our getting-going routine. If you feel that caffeine is an issue and it's spiking your anxiety, then try and look at other ways of waking up slowly. It's okay for it not to happen in 30 seconds. Mm. We're actually supposed to do it gently. Experiment with other things, um, sipping a glass of warm water just to flush the system through or try some milky cereal-based coffee with a little honey. If you want to feel more awake, then use a shower or go for a walk or put your head or your body outside and get some fresh air. Just do it naturally and gently if you can. Mm. So tell me what a milky cereal-based coffee is because I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, well, here in the UK we have a few... Barley cup is one we have, toasted barley coffee, or um, there's something we have called caro, which has toasted grains. I think it also has figs, things like that. So Mm, That sounds interesting. If somebody is vata disturbed with a stressed out nervous system, again, you can find out more information about vata, this particular type that we talk about a lot on our website. But if somebody is vata disturbed, then starting the day with coffee is not a kindness to your system. So looking at an alternative milky start, milky warm drink, then that's much more nourishing to the nervous system. It's a really healthy alternative. Interesting. I always learn so much. (laughs) I have to look into that. I mix it up a bit. Sometimes I have red bush tea with cardamom and a little sweetened milk. Depends on my mood. Depends Mm -hmm. Depends on what my body's going through. Lots of alternatives we can try and just experiment and see what settles with you. It's interesting to know that red bush tea is actually hydrating to the body, whereas regular tea and coffee is drying to the body. And if our nervous systems are upset, they need maximum hydration. Mm. Well, I'll have to get some of that as well. I'll be off to the grocery this afternoon, see what I can find. Okay, well, let me know. Let me know what you choose and how you like it. I think the only uh, area that we didn't dive into deeper is the... Uh, the idea that our blood sugar might be low in the morning. And I don't know much about that other than when my blood sugar gets low, I can be quite grumpy. Mm -hmm. But I've never really thought about it as it might affect how how I'm feeling in the morning. Um, Is there anything that you recommend or have experience with around the, the blood sugar piece of morning anxiety? It affects different people in different ways. Some people get grumpy if they don't eat. Some people definitely feel jittery and anxious. If you think low blood sugar is an issue for you, then you can keep something by your bed just to nibble on as you wake up. Or just make your way to the kitchen and make a warm milky drink and perhaps have something with that. 
breakfast is important. If we're not feeling nauseous and we're, and we're able to eat breakfast, then warm, nourishing breakfasts are the best kind for the nervous system. Something like hot oatmeal is ideal, perhaps with a little nutmeg and some cinnamon and maple syrup. That's a very good combination for starting your stomach off gently and with something that's supportive. The cinnamon stabilises our blood sugar for many hours and the nutmeg's calming, soothing. Mm. Okay, so I'm hungry. I'm going to go make some oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ananga, I'm so glad that we came together again for another Slayer session to talk about a really important topic. Morning anxiety affects so many people, and as we shared our stories and then reminded um, each other and our listeners of some of the things that you can do to support yourself and to move more gently through your morning from the moment you wake up until you begin your day. Some of these ideas and and tips are very simple to implement. And I think just knowing that they exist, just knowing that we've got the tools and resources available to make ourselves more comfortable is a blessing. Absolutely. For me, the key advice is just be gentle with yourself, take stock of what you think might be affecting you, and look at some of these tips and tools and just start playing with them. Give yourself a little time. You may not experience relief overnight, but if you're careful and look at what might help and make some adjustments, then over the course of a week or two, you'll definitely see an improvement. And also, please feel very welcome to stay in touch with us on our Facebook page and ask any questions you might have. We're here to help. Well, until we come together again, it was wonderful sharing time with you, and uh, I look forward to our next Slayer session. Thanks, Shan. The Quick Anxiety Stopper, emotional rescue when you need it most. The Quick Anxiety Stopper is a simple anxiety relief tool you can use anywhere, anytime, to quickly regain a sense of calm and control when anxiety strikes. Discover how to slay your anxiety today using your body's own emergency stop button. To find out more, visit the Slayer store at anxietyslayer.com.